Hello, everyone, and welcome back to The Rundown, where we talk about 2A news and conservative views. I will be your host today, Craig Deleuze, coming at you from the West Coast, the Left Coast, behind the Iron Curtain, otherwise known as the Sierras. Now, normally I do not do this program by myself, but as I uh, as I told you yesterday, Mike will be taking the rest of the week off. So I guess he's making it a long holiday weekend. Uh, but anyway, in any case, I'm here, you're here. Do me a favor, if you got something to say, if you got a comment or anything like that, do me a favor, go ahead and chime in. I will be watching the, I will be watching the, the, the comments. Uh, even if you're, com- now, if you're commenting on Opslens, I may catch it a few minutes late. Uh, because I think our feed runs there just a, like a, I don't know if it's like 30 seconds or a minute behind, but it may run a little bit behind over there on, uh, over there on Opslands. But we're going to have a good time. Uh, you, I, and uh, the chatter, chitter, chatter, chatter boxes, chatter folks, folk, folks who are going to be chat. Anyway, we're all going to have, we're all going to have a good time today. Uh, and we're going to start by having a good time. Uh, well, turning you guys on to our sponsors. That's right. Let's get over here real quick. Uh, we're going to start with Hitman Industries. If you're looking uh, to uh, rebuild or do a new build uh, for an for an AR style rifle, for an AR rifle, guess what? The place you want to go is hitmanindustries.net. They have both rifle. By the way, they also have pistol length barrels. And by the way, they got Glock barrels coming in, so you're going to want to keep a, you're going to want to keep an eye on that. So here's what you want to do. You want to go to hitmanindustry.net, uh, rifle, pistol length barrels. Check them out today. Uh, then you've got the California Republican Assembly uh, working to ele- help elect conservatives. Uh, when I say conservatives, I mean conservatives, uh, you know, at all levels, from school board all the way up to president of the United States. Ronald Reagan referred to the California Republican Assembly as the conscience of the Republican Party. So check them out today. Go to CRA. GOP.org. That's C-R-A-G-O-P.org. If you want to be a part of California's future today, join CRA. Now, if you're looking for, you need, okay, if you want, because I mean, there's need, there's wants, whether you need it or whether you want it, you're looking for a holster. You're looking for an inside the waistband holster. You're looking for an outside the waistband holster. You're looking for either, you know, tactical use or you're looking for concealed carry. Go to hogholsters.com. That's helping America wear guns. So you go there, check it out. Uh, and the best part is, is that if you use the discount code, the rundown, all caps, no spaces, all is one word, you get a discount. Uh, so check them out today. Best concealed carry, best tactical holsters you will find on the market. That's hogholsters.com. And then there's uh, one of the best places to get. If you're looking for outdoor gear, if you're looking for tactical gear, winter gear or summer gear, Right. But if you're looking to be outdoors and do some stuff uh, and you want to be taken care of, the place that you need to go is uscombatgear.com. That's right, uscombatgear.com. Uh, they are veteran-owned and operated. Uh, <laughs> they're veteran-owned and operated. Excellent service, excellent customer service, fast shipping, and great, great deals and prices. You're going to want to check them out today. That's uscombatgear.com. And it appears that we have a guest host today. I know I normally do this program myself, but uh, once again, my granddaughter, Jane, has decided to grace us with her presence. Jane, come on around. Come on around. Now, Jane, we've talked about this. When I'm on the show and we're talking guns and politics and stuff, uh, you're supposed to leave me to be able to do this. 
I know they all, I know, look, you guys always comment. I know you think she is really super cute and all of that, um, but don't encourage her. Don't encourage her to keep coming back. Jane, tell everybody hello. Hello. And now tell everybody goodbye. Goodbye. Okay. See you later. Close your door on the, close the door on your way out. Love you. I will tell you the pleasures of having your grandchild with you is I I can't even begin to tell you how much fun it is. And by the way, big reason why I do what I do because I want to make sure that the future uh, of this well, this not just the state where I live, but of this country, I want to make sure uh, is in a positive place. Uh, so that, uh, you know, my, my, my grandchildren and their grandchildren can enjoy the many blessings that uh, we've had the opportunity to enjoy. And yes, Candace, grandchildren are definitely a blessing. Uh, I have three. She is the oldest of the three. We call her Hurricane Jane because she is a force of nature. There you go. But she is, uh, she is my heart. She owns me and she knows it. That's the, that, that, that's the hard part. Uh, it's nothing, nothing harder when your grandchild knows they own you, but it's okay. She's my grandchild. Now, if she were my child and owned me, that would be a bit of a problem. You know, we're supposed to be firm on our children. Well, in this particular case, we do an I, we do an I. Okay. Let's go ahead and get into today's stories. Uh, we're going to start with, uh, Joe Biden and, uh, well, I, you know, I know I get it. We're a conservative show. And we're always talking about Joe Biden because Joe Biden is always doing stupid stuff. He's always doing stuff that, uh, well, it's not very consistent with our values. And well, Joe Biden has uh, been going around repeating this same lie over and over again. And I'll let you listen to the lie yourself before I, I go ahead and I comment on it. By the way, parenthetically, I want you to you're gonna hear about the deficit. Deficit, $1.7 trillion in two years. Nobody's ever done that. Cut the debt, $1.7. This generates income. It generates growth. All right, so first of all, let's let's start off. Number one, it, we know this to be a lie. Uh, this is an article that was over at Fox News that's talking a little bit about it. And I'll read, a. Uh, what's funny is, is, You've got the liberal Washington Post fact checker previously awarded Joe Biden bottomless Pinocchios for the claim. And we'll go through the claim one more time. It says here, nope, it says, it says here, uh, and by the way, parenthetically, I want you to know, I want you to hear about the deficit. I cut the deficit 1.7 trillion in two years. Nobody has ever done that. Cut the debt by 1.7 trillion biden told a crowd gathered at, at a manufacturing company uh flex limited biden has made the same claim on numerous occasions and in april earned earned a bottomless pinocchio's rating from the washington post liberal chief chief fact checker uh glenn glenn kessler kessler who called the claim highly misleading previously gave Biden three Pinocchios when he made a different version of the claim in September, last September. He keeps saying it over and over, Kessler wrote in April. By our count, at least 30 times since June, he's taken, he's taken credit for reducing the, reducing the budget deficit by $1.7 trillion. Kessler wrote that the additional uh, uh, pandemic relief funds enacted by Biden, as well as 
Other new policies caused a more modest decline in the deficit uh, than was projected for 2021 and 22. And told in these in, in these two years, Biden increased the national debt by about $850 billion more than originally projected, he said. In other words, again in other words, again, the data shows the deficit picture has worsened under Biden, he added. And you know, that's folks, that matters. The point is, is that he hasn't cut the deficit. He raised it and then he reduced it. And he's taking credit for raising the deficit and then reducing it. It's like saying, yeah, well, you know what? Hey, check this out. Check this out. I spent, I spent a billion dollars in order to save you $500 million. Or I spent a trillion dollars in order to save you a billion dollars. Well, no, you haven't saved a billion dollars. You've spent 900 billion more uh, than you, than you, than you otherwise would have. It's, but, but he once again he continues to lie. But then again, Joe Biden is just a liar. We already know that he's a liar. We know that he lied about uh, graduating at the top of his law school class. We know that uh, he lied about. He, you know that he lied about. Uh, well, he lied when he when he wrote his college when he, in one of his college essays. He actually he actually uh, he actually plagiarized a college essay. Uh, we know that there are many, many, many things that Biden has lied about. And this, by the way, is just one of them. And the fact that he keeps telling the lies is as, is as if he doesn't even know that the Internet exists and that people have the ability to fact check him on a moment's notice. Uh, one would think he would be a little bit more savvy on that, um, but he's not. Sadly and unfortunately, he most definitely is not. Uh, is it is frustrating, and I and I at least I at least want to give, I want to give the, uh, I want to give uh, at least the Washington this one Washington Post fact checker some credit because normally we don't expect the media to call him on it, and the mainstream media usually doesn't. But in this particular case, at least one fact checker. Uh, has called him on it and has called him on it multiple times, and I am very, very glad to see. I'm uh, very, very glad to see that happening. So, who knows? Maybe, uh, you know, maybe we'll start to see a little bit more of that uh, fact checking going on in uh, in this country. But anyway, just know, folks. No, he did not cut the deficit, uh, or at least he he cut the deficit that he actually is the one that was responsible for increasing. Here's here's by the way. Here's another story you're going to be very interested in. This has to do with the prosecutors on the Hunter Biden laptop case or the IR, I'm sorry, the specifically the IRS case. Now, I know a lot of people were tripping and wondering, well, what is the deal? Why is it? I mean, we're talking about a guy who, how is it? I've never heard of being a mystery. He had to pay back $1.2 million in back taxes. First of all, the, Understand this: If you steal more than more than nine hundred fifty dollars uh, in the state of California, that's a felony. All right, uh, one point two billion or a million dollars—that's a lot of money um, to not pay your taxes. Uh, and and by the way, those are just the counts that they decided that they were going to prosecute him. The the gun charge that he had lying on a form—that's a felony. How is that a misdemeanor? Now. Having said all that, 
all of a sudden with all of this stuff and by the way there is a lot of incriminating evidence on that laptop if you haven't gone and checked it out it's available on the internet you can see everything that was on that laptop all the all the porn all of the 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 the, the, the drug use the prostitutes and and the messages between him and his business partners and and him and his father and it all implicates him in a lot of one unsavory stuff but two quite illegal stuff and so you wonder how exactly was it that hunter biden was able to get such a sweet deal well as it turns out the prosecutors in the case uh well they were put there last minute i read this this is prosecutors who approved the pro who approved a probation only plea agreement for the first son, Hunter Biden apparently replaced veteran counselors late in the investigation. According to lawyers for an IRS whistleblower who oversaw key aspects of the case, Delaware U.S. Attorney David, David Weiss, Weiss's team undertook a five-year probe into Hunter's alleged tax and gun crimes. But several prosecutors who worked with the IRS IRS supervisory agent, supervisory agent Gary Shapley were left off the charging documents filed June 20th. Those veteran, those veterans of the Delaware office offices investigation uh, included U.S. Uh, assistant U.S. attorney Leslie Wolf, as well as w w Weiss, Weiss, Weiss deputies, Sean Weed and Shannon Hansen, the IRS whistleblower, told the U.S. Ways and Means Committee in his May 26 testimony. Of these three prosecutors who did sign the Hunter plea documents, Special Assistant U.S. Attorney Leo Weiss and Leo Wise and Derek Hines and Assistant U.S. Attorney Benjamin Wallace. None participated in the bulk of the investigation, one of Shapley's attorneys told the Post. Now think about what that means. Uh, these veteran investigators who were there and were part of the investigation from the very beginning, as you're wrapping up the investigation and you're finally deciding, okay, what are we going to charge him with and what are we going to make available for a plea? All of a sudden, they swap out the veteran investigators, not just veteran investigators, but the ones who've been a part of this process, who've been a part of all of this, who know all the dirt. They know where the bodies are buried. You take them off the case and you bring in some newbies who, uh, well, let's just say they give away the farm. I, I don't know any other way to put it. They pretty much, that's exactly what they did. They pretty much just gave away the farm. Uh, to uh, uh, to Hunter Biden, uh, not just on the IRS things, because once again, they're only really charging him with two years of taxes, but they were investigating six. Um, they didn't go after him. They could have gone after him on a felony on the gun charge, and they opted to just do a misdemeanor. Uh, one has to wonder exactly what it is that they are thinking, except that uh, we want to make sure that the first son stays out of jail. And that's really what it comes down to. You can't look at that. You can't hear that and not be like, okay, this stinks to high heaven. It does. It stinks to high heaven. And uh, if this were Trump, I just want you to understand, if Trump were doing this, if Trump were on the other end of this, 
you know Democrats would be losing their minds. I mean, here's the thing, folks. We very well could be looking at if Trump is uh, convicted we've, and, and gets elected president, and that's the, the two are not mutually exclusive, um, we very well could be looking at Donald Trump pardoning himself. Now, this is, at least he would just be doing it and it would be like, okay, well, at least, I mean, he wouldn't be doing it behind anyone's back. Not like what we're seeing right now with the Biden administration, where literally they're covering up for the first time. I mean, keep in mind, the the uh, Secret Service actually went to the firearms retailer who sold Hunter Biden the gun and wanted to get the paperwork. Now, mind you, when he engaged in that in that transaction, he did not have Secret Service protection. It had really nothing to do with him. So I'm wondering why the Secret Service is demanding or went to anybody to see this, to, to ask for or demand this paperwork. If not to hide it, destroy it, and if not to basically cover the tracks for the first son. I don't know. Just saying. Not saying. Just saying. Oh, by the way, forgot to mention, he actually was accused of disposing of the firearm uh, or let me clarify his girlfriend at the time didn't want him to have a gun. So she got rid of it, threw it in a dumpster uh, that was a a grocery store dumpster across from a high school. So there's that. Anyway, so moving right along to our next story. Uh, Oh, Chuck Schumer. And by the way, this is amazing because you got Chuck Schumer, who is about as who is uh, uh, has about as much credibility on anything. Uh, but you've got Chuck Schumer, who now is basically saying, "Okay, since there were shootings over the since there were shootings over the holiday weekend, uh, we need to continue to go after your guns." Now, here's what I don't get about some of this stuff, folks. Now, Chuck Schumer wants to take our guns, right? And this is what he's basing it on. He's basing it on the number of shootings that took place. And let's let's just read a little bit of the story, and I think you'll see my point in just a minute. It says, Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer is pursuing more gun control after shootings rocked Democrat-run cities over the 4th of July weekend. The Hill reported weekend shootings in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, Baltimore, Maryland, Lansing, Michigan, and Wichita, Kansas. All four Cities are run by Democrats. Um, so how about this? Because there are cities that have relatively uh, free gun laws uh, that there aren't a lot of mass shootings or there aren't a lot of shootings in. Uh, now, the difference is, is that in those particular cities, when people commit crimes, they tend to get arrested and they tend to go to jail. They tend to be held in jail. Um, they tend to not decriminalize crime. And that's what's what's funny about a lot of this is that Democrats refuse to accept the fact that it is their soft on crime policies. And I hate him, but that's what it is. Or they call it smart on crime. They call decriminalizing crime, they refer to it as being smart on crime. They say, well, if we're just nice and we just let them out of jail. Well, then they'll they'll be they'll rehabilitate and they will be then be worthy to be able to uh, uh, to be able to, you know, they'll 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 turn their way. They'll turn they'll turn their life around. Right. 
they'll be out of jail. They'll we'll we'll find it. We'll get them tra- job training. We'll get them counseling. We'll love on them a little bit, and as a result of that, uh, they will get their lives together. Well, it hasn't worked. It hasn't worked in California. In fact, from the time in which we started implementing those programs in the in the early to mid uh, 2000s is when we started to see increases in crime and. And then we've started to see increases in violent crime. And by the way, this isn't a state that has done nothing but add to the number of the the and the breadth of gun control. <coughs> excuse me, excuse me uh, laws in the state of California. They've done nothing but make it harder to be able to own own or possess a firearm in the state of California. Yet and still, I don't know what it is. They keep right on doing. They keep right on doing their things. They keep right on trying to say it's the gun's fault. Um, how about we actually, uh, I don't know, criminalize crime, right? They don't want to blame their policies, even though it seems to be clearly a failing in their communities, in their districts, in their cities, and in their states, uh, they seem to be having these problems. In fact, what's really funny is, is you see some of these folks, uh, they want to say, well, places like California, they want to say, well, Gun crime is is so much lower per capita in California than it is any other place. The problem is is that there are a lot of parts of California uh, that are more conservative, uh, that are more Republican. Uh, they you know, they tend not to be the big cities. They tend not to be Los Angeles, San Francisco, Oakland. They tend not to be Stockton. Uh, they tend not to be uh, although Stockton now does. Funny, they now have a Republican mayor and, oh, hmm, violence is down in Stockton. Funny how that works. Anyway, but if you factor in the, the big cities, if you were to take, if you were to factor in just the big cities in, in California, we would have some of the highest uh, gun crime, uh, gun crime rates and, and firearm rates uh, in the entire country. Because uh, the number of the cities, once again, Los Angeles, San Francisco, Oakland, uh, have some of the highest rates of firearm uh, of uh, firearm incidents, uh, and they're located in California, and they are only protected by other by the more rural parts, the more conservative parts of the state. Like Candace Hall once again says, uh, "People are people kill people, not guns." I, you know, it's funny you say that because I I'm very much a big believer in that. I I have uh, I have uh, laid my firearms out on the table. I've I've uh, I've given them access to alcohol. You know, I've put the whiskey and the bourbon and the vodka out. You know, some of them like tequila. But it can be a little wild, and I put it out and I've spoken harshly to them. I've yelled at them. I've cursed at them. I've I've, I've done everything possible to encourage violence uh, amongst my firearms. And funny, my firearms have not done anything. They just kind of sit there. Um, okay, yeah, I'm joking. For those of you, for yeah, for those of you there on on Facebook and YouTube, and you're like, oh my God, he's promoting gun violence. No, I'm not. I'm being, being funny. The point is, is that firearms are inanimate objects, and in and of themselves, can do no harm. They do harm when someone, uh, well, who decides to do harm, picks them up and decides to utilize them. So how about this? How about we deal with the people? who are choosing to use firearms uh, for violent purposes instead of going after uh, the firearms themselves. Because some of us 
like the idea or, or at least desire to have those firearms in our possession in the event that those evildoers, and I feel very comfortable calling them evildoers, decide that they want to cause harm to me and mine, to me and my my family, to me and my self, to me and my community. Uh, I want to be in a position where I can defend myself and defend others. Uh, and by the way, when you pass these gun control laws, all they do is disarm me. It doesn't disarm the evildoers. And, uh, well, that, that's just that. And that, by the way, takes me to uh, Joy Reid, who is, uh, well, I don't take a lot of time watching uh, watching uh, Joy Reid or watching MSNBC. And, in fact, uh, Joy Reid's show is one that I can barely, barely make it. I, I can never watch the entire thing because she is just, number one, uh, she is arrogant and ignorant. Uh, she lies through her teeth, and I don't know if it's a I don't know if it's a no I don't know if it's a lie lie or if she's just repeating the lies uh, that have been fed to her. So she is once again she is either ignorant or she is arrogant. Uh, actually, she is both. Uh, but um, anyway, this was Joy Reid basically talking about how. She just couldn't make it out of her home on the 4th of July. She was scared to go out on the 4th of July because guns. And fireworks and gun violence. So far, we've had more than 350 mass shootings this year. According to a recent survey, around one in five Americans has lost a family member to gun violence. One in five. More than half of American adults have said that they or a family member have experienced a gun-related incident. More than half. The violence, terror, and trauma doesn't happen in a vacuum. This country is awash with guns, and the gun lobby is using its power to both increase access to them and to expand gun owners' right to shoot first and ask questions later. On July 2nd, Florida joined 25 other states in allowing permitless carry. Florida, after hosting a string of gut-wrenching mass shootings, has leaned in to its permissive stand-your-ground laws. Caroline Light, who literally wrote the book on these laws, writes for the Tampa Bay Times that Florida has become the stand-your-ground hellscape in which lethal violence can be shoehorned into a tidy narrative of armed good guys deflecting a multitude of suspicious bad guys. Never mind that those presumed bad guys often turn out to be pool cleaners, ride-sharing customers, furniture delivery people, and sometimes... All right, so let's start by breaking down the lies. Number one, uh, any gun violence, uh, the, the statistics that she's using, they determine gun violence. For example, a suicide with a firearm is considered gun violence in their eyes. So... Uh, so, so that first of all, there, there's that statistic that they have thrown in there. Now, I can tell you that that the other issue that I have with uh, with her particular thing is like that whole thing at the end where she starts talking about, well, you know, oftentimes they've turned out the bad guys. Firearms are used over two million times a year to protect oneself and to protect one's property or to protect one's loved ones. Uh, those numbers have already been have already been revealed. Um, now, there are a handful of incidents, a handful, where individuals who, uh, well, let's just say they made some bad choices. And by the way, those individuals, for the most part, are being held accountable for those bad decisions, in spite of what she refers to as the, hell, the, the uh, 
what do they call it? This the stand your ground hellscape. And by the way, just so you understand, stand what stand your ground means is this. It simply means that you do not have an obligation to retreat or run away. If someone is attacking you, attacking your family, uh, and you are out of your home. Now, there's there's the castle doctrine, which is for when you're in your home. And then there's when you're out of your home, which, oh, by the way, a number of the incidents that she's talking about, stand your ground means absolutely nothing because they were in their own homes. But that's more. But stand your ground basically says that if you are out and about and you get and someone attacks you, you are not, in other words, if you need to defend yourself and you need to use whatever force is necessary up to and including lethal force, uh, you are, you are not obligated to have to try and run or try and get away. So I think that's vitally important. I think that, uh, uh, you know, you ought to be able to stand your ground once again and be able to defend yourself, defend your life. <clears throat> defend your defend your, your your well-being and defend defend others around you so there's that but some of the even like the castle doctrine stuff she's talking about once again in all of these in a bunch in the cases where she cites when it turns out to be you know the neighbor or the pool guy you know <coughs> excuse me Whew. we've seen we've seen these stories and we've also seen that these individuals are in fact being held accountable and I think that's vitally important for us to point out is that these laws are not all encompassing. They're not just, they're not laws that say, shoot first, ask questions later. Um, they are laws that basically make it so that a reasonable person can make a reasonable decision. In many cases, a split second decision, but can make a reasonable decision. And if you have taken reasonable precautions, uh, if you have taken the time to train, right, then you will be in a better position to make good decisions. I can tell you that a lot of the concealed carry training that that uh, that that I've gone through isn't just about how to use your firearm, and it's important to learn to to take handgun classes. Uh, it's important to take firearm classes in order to become proficient with your firearm. But it's also important to know and understand the laws in the state where you are, to understand use of force law. You know what is considered acceptable, what's considered not acceptable understand and practice those scenarios so that way when the time comes you are prepared i once heard somebody say uh that uh, you know there's a saying that you'll rise to the level of your training no no one ever rises to the level of their training they generally descend to the level of their training meaning if you have no training uh you you will tend to do very very poorly there's there's this thing it's called not it's not practice makes perfect but perfect practice makes perfect the more you do, the more you drill. Teaching is to impart knowledge. Training is to make that knowledge instinctual. When you train and you make it instinctual, then you know when you understand and you can read and react in these situations and determine when is something an appropriate use of force. Now, I'm not saying you're always going to get it right, but you got a gr much greater chance or much greater likelihood of making the right decision uh, than you do uh, if you don't train at all. And uh, by the way, just, just so you know, this woman is advocating for taking our firearms and nothing she says, absolutely none of the policies that she would say or advocate for uh, would put her in a position, would put anyone, it, it's not going to disarm any criminal. No criminal will be disarmed as a result of any of the things that she wants to do. And what's funny is, is that her whole thing is, well, because, you know, number one group of crime victims are tend to be young black men and and you know that's disproportionate and that's racist well here let me tell you what's racist 
is that the number one group of people that are shooting those young black men, they're other young black men, right? Think about this. I want you to think about this. Are you for supporting criminals or crime victims? Or let me put it, Joy Reid, in a term that you will understand. Are you more interested in protecting criminals of color or crime victims of color? Because let me tell you, you can't side with both. Just saying, bad juju, bad juju. Bad idea. That is just, I just, that's bad policy. But then again, what do you expect from MSNBC? Uh, I don't, I don't expect real news from them. I don't expect anything really, well, really at all, except maybe a few moments of entertainment from them. Anyway. Let's uh, move right along. Uh, we're going to go ahead and go to our parting shots. Our parting shots are brought to you by Hog Holsters. Get your Hog Holster at hogholster.com. Make sure you use discount code The Rundown. All caps, no spaces. Get your Hog Holster today. All right, this first one is, uh, well, it's a kind of a no-brainer. Uh, let's see. Marked safe from finding cocaine in my house after my son's visit today. Yeah, no, Uh I am not at all worried about uh, potentially. Uh, I'm not worried at all about about potentially finding cocaine <laughs> in my home if my if my son were to uh, if my son were to visit. Thank you, Jesus. Praise the Lord. I I, I totally down for that one. Uh, in case you guys missed this tweet on the fourth of July, Ben and Jerry. This is a tweet from Ben and Jerry's. It says, this 4th of July, it's high time we recognize that U.S. exists on stolen indigenous land and commit to returning it. Learn more and take action now. And then it's got Ben and Jerry's company and some link to Ben and Jerry's. The United States was, and then it's got a meme here that says, this is stolen land. The United States was founded on stolen indigenous land. This 4th of July, let's commit to returning it and then someone added a little comment here at the bottom which i totally agree with um for the record a lot of indigenous land was stolen from other indigenous peoples and you know what that is a that is a fact that we need to pay attention to look before before europeans came to the continental u.s or before they came uh before they came to the united states or to north america uh, you consistently had histories of one tribe uh, militarily uh, over subduing another tribe and taking over their land or running them out of the running them out of the land, and that is a history that goes back hundreds, if not thousands, but hundreds of years. So what happened, quite frankly, with when 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 Europeans came here, was really no different than what was already occurring. Uh, it just happened to be a, at a greater scale because they had much better technology and weapons and uh, as well as, well, diseases that the folks in the West had not had. Uh, anyway, the point that I'm making here is, um, yeah, this is just stupid. Uh, I, I, I'm not into the, you know, when, when we do a meeting or whatever to, to acknowledging the indigenous peoples. Just like, by the way, I don't acknowledge the people who owned the home that I live in before I did. I don't. If that really mattered who owned the home before I did, um, they'd still be living here. I don't know. 
Maybe that's just maybe that's just me. Uh, Mike over on YouTube wanted to point out the Inflation Reduction Act. Seniors are now paying thirty-five dollars a month for insulin uh, when they have been paying seven hundred dollars a month, uh, a month, and eight hundred dollars a month. Now, uh, here's the thing, and let me let me tell you, Mike, about this when it comes to the quote-unquote Inflation Reduction Act. First of all, it's only certain seniors who are paying $35 a month. It's not everybody who's paying that for insulin. And let me just let me just hit you to something else. Most seniors don't require insulin. What about those seniors who don't require insulin? Guess what they're doing? They're paying $400 for groceries that used to cost them $80, right? I can tell you now, I'm paying $500 for groceries that used to cost $200, right? Yeah, no. In the Inflation Reduction Act, which every economist out there has said will do nothing. There is no evidence that it will reduce inflation. Absolutely no evidence. If you believe there's evidence, go ahead, post it in the comments. I encourage you, please, please go ahead, share the evidence. Because I can guarantee you right now, it doesn't exist. It really does not exist. Oh, anyway, nice try, Mike. Nice try. It's like, but, oh, here we go. That is what Republicans are trying to stop before the bill got passed. Yes, uh, I have no idea what it is you're saying, Mike. But you know what, Mike? Here's the thing. I will at least give you credit that you bothered to tune in because you got a little bit of truth today, right? I know you're not used to truth. Matter of fact, let me give you another, another little bit of truth. Did I upload that one? I think I did. Is this it right here? Let me see. Let me see something right here. No, that ain't it. Okay. I'm trying to see if I uploaded the other video. Did I? Oh, there it is. Okay. Now let's talk about truth. Let's talk about what we're paying for. And I, I just, I'll use California as an example. In fact, I won't even do it. I will let the Babylon Bee share with you what's going on and then give you an idea of what things like Biden's economy or Gavin Mussolini's uh, 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 policies have implemented or caused here in the state of California. Meet Sam and Rachel, newlyweds looking for their first home in California. He invents new kinds of hot sauce and she's a professional Coachella ticket scalper. Together, they have a budget of $450,000. We're looking for something with an open floor plan and room to start a family. My must-haves are central air and some space where I can work. This is what you can afford. No, 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 we need Trust to... Me, it's California. This is what you can afford. This... Yeah, I know people who in the Bay Area, in the San Francisco Bay Area, who have homes that are two-bedroom, two-bath, that are selling for over a million dollars. Right In the state of California, because of liberal policies, because of taxation, because of environmental policies, in the state of California, they've added over 100000 about, I'm sorry, I don't say over, about $100,000 to the cost of every unit of single-family housing. That's before you break ground or anything. That's before you factor in the fact that it is just more expensive here. So, Mike, I'm sorry, don't, don't tell me. So stop. If you honestly believe that giving insulin, that providing a reduction on insulin, not to all seniors, 
but to a handful of seniors, to only a handful of seniors, that that basically picking a handful of winners while at the same time passing policies that is going to cost the rest of us trillions of dollars, if you think that is a win-win, uh, well then, sir, let me just say that, uh, well, you've got the finest education that our public school system has to offer. Anyway, on that note, uh, we're going to go ahead and move right along. Uh, we're, the show's done today, but before we go, we're going to go ahead and do a shout out to our sponsors. First of all, we have Hitman Industries. You can find them at hitmanindustries.net. Get your rifle and pistol length barrels today. Join the California Republican Assembly. If you want to be car if you want to be part of California's future today, join CRA at CRAGOP.org. Get your hog holster from hogholsters.com. Use discount code the rundown, all caps, no spaces. Get your hog holster today. And then we have uscombatgear.com. If you're looking for outdoor gear, if you're looking for tactical gear, if you're looking for winter gear or summer gear, whatever you're looking for, you can find it there at uscombatgear.com. Com. And with that, we're going to go ahead and call it a date. We appreciate you tuning in. We appreciate you liking and sharing the program and encouraging your friends to do the same. Mike, thank you for commenting and tuning in. Uh, same thing to you, Candace. Uh, always appreciate having folks chime in. Uh, we will be back tomorrow. Same bat time, same bat channel. That might help if I actually put that video up, huh? Okay, well, alrighty then, <laughs> we'll talk to you later.